What's up? Hello. <laughs> you hit record. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to do some deep breathing. Let's do it now live. Listeners, let's do it quick. This week has You been just stri- baited me yes. into a deep breath. This week has been struck. Can you turn my headphone up a little bit? Yeah. This week has been stressful. Is that you? Or is this you? Yeah, there we go. Great. Whoa. It's yeah, it's loud. But uh That's too much of your voice. <laughs> let's do a it's it's been a stressful week this week. Let's do a, a group deep breath. Okay. Now three. One, two, three. When will the pain stop? <laughs> Good. All right. We're live. We're here. We're in studio. <laughs> Episode seven. I don't like it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you do one. Okay. Breathe in right, and yell something out. On three. Ready? One, two, three. Breathe in. I just want the deck collectors to stop calling. Wow. Which is a true. I owe Gold's Gym $151. <laughs> For what? I don't fucking know. Gym. <laughs> gym services. You just didn't pay. I didn't use. You just didn't pay? Yeah, my, my credit card... Uh, it, what's it called? My credit card stops working, mm-hmm. and they try to charge it, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't work. And was it like? And a- and then I just stopped going, and they've been charging me. They charged me for a month, and then they canceled my subscription. And you just stopped going? Yeah, I stopped going to the gym. Yes, <laughs> I fucking gave up. What do you? I was one of those uh, New Year, New Me guys. I'm never a New Year, New Me guy. But this year, you're like... I was a New Year, New Me guy. Yeah. So weird. New Year, New Me. In your mm-hmm. New Year, New... It wasn't like you just stopped going to the gym, you know? You just didn't... You just didn't not do your New Year's resolution. You also committed fraud. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that. It's not a fraud. So it's you, did, just- you, you didn't... Like, most people stay a blank slate on the New Year's resolution... Like, like they're like, oh, I'm going to work out. And yeah. And they just stop working out. Yeah. So they're just the same. Uh-huh. Where you went, you stay the same on the workout portion, but then you also created debt and credit. Yeah. Which technically is a new version of me. In a way, it's a yeah. Me, it's a version Fair. of me with debt. Fair. How does it feel like running from debt collectors? I don't know. They call me a lot. Also, it's a gold gym debt collector. That's dangerous, dude. They're probably buff. First credit services, they call me every day. Every day, twice a day. What do they First say? First credit services. Do you have an? Uh, do you have a? Vo- oh, your phone's dead. Oh do, fuck! Do they leave? Could have vo- called them. Yeah, we'll sure. call them. All right, we'll call if we remember. I have to get my my phone's dead. <laughs> your phone ever be dead? It sucks. I just I fall asleep. <laughs> I just fall asleep and I don't. I like tell myself I'm gonna take a t- I'm a one hour nap then back to work. Yeah. And I then I wake up at like nine eight nine thirty AM in a fever sweat <laughs> on my sleeping bag. <laughs> Do the listeners like, know how you sleep? I don't know. I don't they think, don't need to know. Oh, they need to know. No, they don't. So for a year They don't need to know. For a year, Sean has been sleeping on a twin mattress. It's a nice mattress, but there's no bed spring. It's just a mattress on the floor. And then we're like, oh, at least, okay, that's kind of weird, just a mattress on the floor, but at least he's going to get sheets, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. What's that, SpongeBob? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. He, uh, he just got a sleeping bag, so he just sleeps on top, in a sleeping bag, on his mattress. Is that gross? It's weird. Have you, 
Question, have you washed the sleeping bag of course, once? Of course I've washed the sleeping bag. Have you? Tony, of course. When's the last time you washed the sleeping bag? I've never washed the fucking... <laughs> who washes a fucking sleeping bag? It's yeah. stupid. They self-clean. How the how how bag? does the sleeping bag? It self cleans, Tony. No, it doesn't. And is that why I have a I'm lump on my you, throat? I am judging you, and I'm a filthy man. A filthy man is judging you. I don't think you're filthy. Ah, oh, my apartment's kind of messy right now. Yeah, but messy, strewn about, clothes strewn, tossed about. Yeah, it's different from a a mattress, a you know, a sleeping bag that That's true. has never been. That's true. It all, not only has it not been washed this year, it's never been washed. Never been washed? I've had that sleeping bag. I think I lost my virginity on that sleeping bag. You, Your girlfriend spent the night on on your bed, right? <laughs> yeah. What did she say? It, <laughs> when she saw so, it. When she saw it. What was we're her really going to go? What all was right. her face? Let me see. Okay. When she saw it, what was her face? <laughs> it was like, uh, I hope I don't get murdered right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I regret saying I love you to this man. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know. It was, I just don't care about the, the judgment. People judge me for it. I don't give a fuck. You should. The judgment. Sean. I don't care. I don't care. My, My th- haters can suck it. Sean, but the, the people that make fun of you for this. Aren't your haters? They're your friends. My loved ones can't suck my dick. <laughs> Sean, we're deeply worried about your 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 sleeping situation. Yeah. Are you like hurt? Are you going through something? I don't care about what you think. <laughs> the thing is, you sleep like a madman. You know when comedians, like a group of comedians, are just like, "Whoa, this is bad." <laughs> That's how you know it's bad because we're all mentally ill people. In some way. In some way, we're uh, all mentally ill. Yeah. And when a group of comedians together can go like, that's a red flag. That's fucked. That's <laughs> fucked. That's <laughs> a real problem. Wait, you do coke at 9 a.m.? That's fucked. No, no, no. That would be fine with comedians. The bed thing. That's how bad your bed thing is. Is It's so alarming. <laughs> it's just a bed, dude. This is where I'm a minimalist. The Japanese, yeah, 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 the yeah, Japanese yeah. don't even have beds. Sometimes, some of them. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what I hey, mean. Some Americans don't have bed either, <laughs> and we call those people homeless. <laughs> All right. So my thing is, Sean. My my thing is, be a minimalist. Sheets are very minimal. It's what? literally so, a. It's a. It's a. It's literally. Described in the name of the thing. It's a sheet you put on your bed. You know, Wolf of Wall Street, some of this pen. Some of the sheet, Tony. Some of the sheet. Sell you the sheet? Yeah, some of the sheet. You sleep on a fucking sleeping bag. Get some so, sheets. I like my sleeping bag. <laughs> I don't need it. Why do I need a sheet? Why would I waste my money on a sheet? It keeps the mattress clean and it's soft and you'll sleep better. I sleep fine on my mattress and my mattress seems clean. You literally, Why do I need a sheet? You literally say you sweat. You wake up in a cold <laughs> sweat. You're literally sweating into the mattress. Into it. And? The sweat gets absorbed. What's hap- what's so, so what? The mattress isn't going to last as long? No, you're just... If you're sweating inside the mattress, 
That's moisture. Mold can form. You want mold? Why has no one ever told me this before? We have. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. We told you this when, Not mold, the mold. when mold formed in no, your car. No, I was told when that mold, the mold no, when goes mold, up through the floor Sean, into the mattress. When mold formed in your car. Bullshit. When mold formed in your car. It was mildew. <laughs> right. Same. All right. When mildew. Thank you. Formed <laughs> Thank in your car. You. Let's because, get the facts straight. You, you before spilled, you attack me. Because you spilled two full cups of coffee <laughs> in your car on separate days. And you just, you didn't even attempt to clean it. You just left it. You're like, oh, the sun will dry this shit up. That's what I thought. And it did. And it did. And it, the car smelled disgusting. It smelled it was, like ass. It smelled really for bad. For three weeks. It smelled like a dead body. It's Yeah. Which I've never smelled. Literally, a group like. of your friends, we were going to go out on a night on the town, got in your car, and we all collectively got out and said, I guess Jeffrey's driving. <laughs> That's how bad this car was. It, but I was, you know, when like something smells bad, but you get used to it. Yeah, that was me. I was like, it's not that bad. It just smells kind of off. Yeah, but it was bad, apparently. So, are you gonna get a bed frame? Or I just, I try to take sheets. my sheets. I try to take my life one step at a time. You know, sheets. I clean my bathroom. I stopped drinking soda. I didn't even do that. I just. You know what? It's just tough, man. It's just hard. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get, get sheets. I don't have the money. Why not? You, yes, you do. The thing is, I, okay, yes, you, you want to know what? I, uh, it costs $40. I, I almost bought the sheets. You want to know why? I, I forgot. I was at Target and I forgot. I just forgot to buy the sheets. A year ago? No. Fuck <laughs> you. You've been living in your apartment for a year. No, You've been forgetting yeah, to get sheets no, for a year? It's been 11 months. Okay. That's a long time, dude. Not in the grand scheme of things. 11 months isn't that long of a time. All right, Mr. Fucking Wise Guy <laughs> Professor. Yeah. Hey, if we were in a war zone and you were on the fucking front line every day fighting a war. I have your back. Okay. So why do you got to care about my sheets when I have your back? It's, That's what's important. Yeah, it's weird. Just get some sheets. Would you rather have a guy with sheets and a bed frame that abandons you on the front lines? Or would you rather have me, a guy with no sheets, no box spring, a guy who with will sheets. fuck a guy up a if guy, he even looks at you wrong? A, a guy with sheets, because <laughs> I know for a fact you would never fuck a guy up. Uh, Yeah, I would. Have you ever gotten into a fight? No, but I happened to <laughs> recently have just shot a gun. Okay, so Tony... What, what the fuck? I shot a gun. Re- I shot a gun recently. First off, first off, that was very aggressive. The way you looked at me, I just shot a gun and I liked it. So watch out, I, world. Sean, it was fun. A guy it was that fun. looks like you cannot be saying I recently shot a gun for the first time with that expression. Gusto. Yeah. How do you want to say? Huh. Oh, nothing. I just shot a gun. Huh. Is that, is that better? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go again. It's kind of fun. Guns. No, that's actually scarier. That's Guns. Actually, that's actually scary. Maybe I'll go again. Maybe I had fun. Again. I think you should go like this. Like, oh, I shot a gun. It was very cool. That's kind of, that's basically what I did. No, you went, I shot a gun. He goes, I've never been in a fight before, but I recently shot a gun. Have a shoot a Glock 17. Actually, yeah, I've shot a Glock before. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what, did you like shooting a gun? 
you want the honest answer or the the answer that won't get me arrested? The honest answer. Uh, okay. Here's you want you know if you've never been to a shooting range before you even go in there, you have to take a 15 minute class. Yeah. And this guy comes came in and he told us like he's like, look, man, like um, here's the four rules of gun safety, and um, the first rule was like really important, which is that don't point it, you know, only point it at like things that look cool. <laughs> second, second, <laughs> second rule of gun safety. What you want to do is like if you're in a hurry yeah. to save time, you can throw the gun to your friend and he can catch it. And since this no, and since the safety's always on, it's fine. You toss the gun and since this all guns have safeties, so you toss it to him and oh. So let's throw it around the gun a little bit with my buddy. Toss it to him. Third rule of gun safety is just have fun. <laughs> just have fun with it. The thing is, I know you know you did not pay attention at all because those are definitely not the rules. I know the real rules. You want to know the real rules? Sure. Nah, they're boring. What are the real rules? No, you don't. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You know, we probably have like two <laughs> listeners that like trust you for some reason that are now going to buy a gun. That's their just, first mistake? And they're going to toss it. They're going to be... And their second gonna, mistake yeah. is tossing a gun. They're going to be like fucking <laughs> like having like a sleepover. They're just going to be tossing a Glock back and forth. Tony, if that's a headline one day, teenagers throw gun, throw guns with... Uh, Toss guns around like a like a basketball, and one of them gets their heads blown off. Yeah, because of what I said on a podcast, um, I will be deeply. I don't know if I'll be able to take it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to accept that responsibility. But did you like? Did you actually like the gun class? Did you? Well, like, did okay. You learn the guy. Anything? Let me let me tell you about the guy. The guy was hilarious because what he would do is he would tell us like he, he was in the Marines, he's like an ex Marine. Hmm? So I was in the Marine for twenty five years. Um, I've been in firefights in Afghanistan, kind of bragging. Like, all right, dude, like, let's just talk about the guns. So you don't have to brag I don't think about your bra- military career. No, no, no. I don't think he was. Oh, bra- yeah? I played Call of Duty for four years. <laughs> I don't think ooh, he was. Ooh, I was in firefights in Afghanistan. Well, I'm an only child, okay? Yeah, I don't think he was bragging, Sean. I think he was uh, He was just saying, like, oh, I w- I've been in firefights, so I know how to be around a gun in the most extreme places. I don't think he was bragging. I think he was kind of bragging. He was bragging. You weren't there. All right. <laughs> you weren't there. Like, how would he say? He it? was like, "Now look, guys. Like, I've been been in the Marine Corps for twenty five years. Ex Marine, contractor for the military. After that, and been in firefights in Afghanistan. So I've been around. I know guns. That's kind of what it was like. <laughs> that doesn't sound like bragging at all. That was him just giving you the rest. His rest. No, he's like establishing credibility with us, which I get, which a good salesman will do. Yeah. Um, Would you rather have that or a guy come in and just uh, go, hey there, my name Jimbo. Last week I accidentally shot my brother because we were just throwing a gun around back and forth. Forgot to put on the safety. Would you rather have that or... Speaking but- of safeties, <laughs> this one is uh, somewhere. You, you know where the safety is on this thing? He's just pointing the gun at everybody in the class. Okay, well, that's the other right, thing. Pay attention. So the first rule of gun safety, the real first rule of gun safety, is never, Mm -hmm. ever, under any circumstances, point a gun at anything that you don't want to kill or destroy. 
Yeah. That's the first rule of gun safety. And um, he was showing us uh, how to like um, chamber a bullet or a shotgun, a snap. What is it called? Cock the gun. No, you, uh, you, fill up the, you fill up the magazine, put the magazine in the gun, and, and then there's gonna, then to chamber a bullet, you need mm. to pull it back, and it'll, yeah, lo- it'll you load. Co- you cock the gun. Cock, cock it. Yeah. Um, he was, so he basically was like using these, like not blanks or something. Anyway, he like briefly pointed the gun at me. Did he? <laughs> he like, yeah. Because there's a tray. Like we used the, like a tray to carry all the, all the you know, carry the gun, the ammo around. And so he like puts it in the tray, and it like, he points it at me. For like a second. And I'm like, all right, you just brought the first rule of gun safety. <laughs> Did you tell him that? No, I'm not going to know. He could shoot me. <laughs> He's <just> mad. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> no, but no, actually, he was, a, he was a very good, I joke, but like, he's a very good instructor. Good. And he like instilled a lot of confidence in me that I can shoot a gun. Which I feel like he's a bad instructor. <laughs> I feel like if a guy saw you and goes, I think this guy needs to learn about guns, he should have looked at you and been like... We paid like, good money He should have learned about these guns. He should have looked at you and been like, hey, kid, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, man. We got a ban on like skinny white guys. You yeah. Just, it's actually a federal law. Also, yeah, he should ask you questions like, do you go to movie theaters a lot? You know? <laughs> have you ever dyed your hair orange? Yeah. So we get the class done. When you first walk in, when you first walk into the gun range, mm-hmm. it's, dude, it was like, I see, like, it gave me a really different perspective on, like, what PTSD must be like. I don't have it. What but, like, mean? like people that go to war and come back from war and have been in real firefights. Oh, yeah. Where, like, I walk in there with, like, industrial noise-canceling headphones yeah. for, for gunshots. Yeah. And you walk in there, and it's still such a violent sound. Oh, you feel it. It's crazy. And you feel you feel the sound. You, you feel, feel it. It's, it's a it's fucking explosion. Yeah. And you don't know, like, in the gun, and there's a bunch of people in there. So you don't know when they're going to shoot the gun. So you're standing there, and it'll be like, it'll be like, bam, 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 bam. Bam. It's like a fucking Kendrick Lamar song. That's what this gun sound sounds like. Wow, that's actually... That's actually, I, I, I can see that. So, it was, anyway, it was, it was, so we're in there. Are you good at shooting a gun? I'm really good at it. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a, I'm a good shot. I'm Are an incredibly you, good shot. Really? Yeah. He, he, had, he had to watch us, you know, like, there, so we did a tart uh, thing with, like, seven, it was like a, bull, a bullseye. Thing. Oh, you guys didn't get the human, like, We tar- did get the human one, too. Oh, man. Um, we started with the bullseye, though, and, um. But we only had like five yards away. Yeah. Which is like kind of like pretty close. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, I got like, there's like a, there's a, there's a 10 and then an X. And then, and if you hit the X, it's the 10X, which is the best shot. Yeah. And then my first shot was a 10. And then all the rest of mine were like 10 X's. Wow. So, or no, I got two 10s and then, yeah, all 10 X's after that. What did the instructor say? He's like, wow, good job. Really? Yeah. And I, I like I. It's like almost like I. Like I just picked it up and it's like it's like I like, like I was a natural. Jeez. Like I just like knew how to like. I mean, I watched him once and I knew how to like load the bullets into the gun. Let's move on. No, no, no. <laughs> keep this is actually very interesting because you come. Do, would you have ever thought you would go to a gun range? 
Because no, you come from like San, Di- uh, Cal- uh, San Nor- Francisco. Yeah, yeah, NorCal. Kind of more liberal, like yeah. There's guns. no, there are gun ranges out there, but like, but guns. No I one. Think, I think more people are under the conception, like, I don't need to shoot a gun. Like people are way, they're kind of scared of guns. Well, yeah. me, I was it's right. not in the culture at yeah, all. Yeah. I growing up, I knew no one that shot a gun, or even maybe I knew like some people that owned guns and they never told anyone. Mm-hmm. But like, I never saw a gun. I've never saw a gun until that day. My dad had a gun in his. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say where my dad's gun is. That's stupid. But like, <laughs> literally, as a yeah. kid, I would open a, a drawer and there would be a gun. And then you're just like, oh, okay. And you just close. That's good gun safety. Yeah. As a kid? No, as a kid, my dad said, if you see a gun, walk away. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. You could have blown your head off. Yeah. If you touched literally, it. Literally, I never touched a gun unless I was around like adult supervision. Yeah. Um, Even now, it was funny because I, I took a, a comic. This was... Like a year ago, maybe like seven months ago, to uh, a gun range in Oklahoma. He had never really shot a gun, right? Yeah. And at one point, we're shooting, and his gun's not working. And it goes, hey, could you? He goes, my gun's not working. I was like, oh, go get the instructor uh-huh. to come help. So I finished my magazine. And then I, I, dropped the, I put the gun down on the table. I go over to his like little area to look. And the dude... <laughs> Didn't even load the gun. He didn't even put the mag. <laughs> he was so high. We he got a little high before going to the gun range. What the fuck? Yeah, he was so high <laughs> that he just forgot to what put the in the fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah, he went to a gun range high. Yeah, I'm never. That's why I'm not gonna go shooting. Which to me is crazy. That's the idea insane. Of going dude. to a gun range high, but if you're always and he high, literally forgot of- to put the magazine in. And so I put the magazine in it and I aim it at the target and I shoot it and it works perfectly fine. Yeah. The instructor comes back and he goes, oh, you fixed? Oh, it looks like you fixed it. And I was like, I lied. I go, yeah, the, the bullet was jammed. I got it out. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell him, oh, yeah, fucking Mike's Oh, yeah, no, stoned. don't worry about it. Yeah, he's Yeah, Mike's so stoned out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> wow. But So you're a natural. Yeah. But only with like, I mean, you know what was really crazy about shooting a gun? Is the Glock 17 is like, there's almost no recoil. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's the first few shots are like intim- intimidating because it is a very powerful, like, ex- you know, explosion that's happening in your hand. But then, like, after that, it almost feels like you're pressing a button. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, how, 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 like, fine tuned the engineering is on a Glock 17. Oh, dude, we gotta. It's take, crazy. We gotta take your rifle shooting. See, I don't want to get. Well, dude, even shooting a Glock 17, one of the bullet chambers hit me in the face, and okay. that scared the shit out of me. Did it? Yeah. So I don't want to shoot a gun with recoil. Why? Because I'm gonna blow my my fucking shoulders are gonna. Your shoulders not gonna blow out. It's It'll gonna hurt fine. though, right? No. If you have a have a if you stick forearm. It, no, if you stick the if you stick the uh, the pad or whatever. Pad, yeah, into your shoulder. Yeah, it's gonna kick back a little bit, but like if you do it right, yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. I just I on, after I left, I like had less interest in guns. Really? Yeah. That's why. Why do you say that, dude? It was just like the. I mean, I already like had no interest, but afterwards, I was just like, I don't. It was almost like a confirmation that I was like, okay, I don't need that in my life. Okay. Maybe when I get a family, well, that, that I don't need a no. I'm. I'm with you. I was raised around a lot of guns, and I have no need to have a gun in my home. But maybe when you be a dad, you know, I've actually been thinking about this a lot, Tony. When people become dads, yeah. they become like bad men. 
Hear me out, dude. You bought you when you become a dad. It's yeah. an, it's an excuse to be evil, because what's it is? What's more? What's more important than your family? Nothing. I will kill for my family. I'll kill everyone for my family. That's not evil. That's evil. I will be the CEO of Chevron to put my kids through school because my kids' future is more important than the environment. Yeah, but there's also nice dads out there that don't just no. join evil corporations <laughs> and just murder people for their kids. As soon as you become a dad, a lot of dads <laughs> become about money. They become about making money at the cost of the world for their kids. Now, what do you say about the, the dads that run off? They're the good ones. <laughs> They're the good ones. They're actually people with honor. Why, why would a dad run off? It's because... He, he doesn't. doesn't <laughs> he doesn't want to commit the the atrocities that you need to commit to raise a kid to give a kid a future. <laughs> my dad is evil. My dad's evil too. All my dads dad, are bad. Yeah, but my dads actually kill people. Well, I mean, but that was for our country. Yeah, that's my point. Which that's a weird thing. What? So, like murdering. What for, a, no, for, it's just crazy. Like people, like I respect soldiers. Like actually killing people and then just having to come back in normal society. Like it's 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 a strange thing that we make human beings do. Where we're like, hey, we're gonna put you on a plane. We're gonna send you somewhere, and for the next nine months, it's okay to do anything, right? Yeah. Unless, well, there are laws. There are laws, but I'm just saying. But like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> But then when you There's come no back, cops out there. Yeah, when you, come, you are the police. Yeah, when you come back, you just have to act normal again. It is a weird. It's a weird thing, dude. I mean, it's it's um. In this book I'm reading about how uh, I might have mentioned it before, the sovereign individual. Yeah. They talk about how like, back in the day, it used to be like you give everything to the church. The culture was like you sacrifice for the church, because that's that's oh, that's, that's the. And and basically what there's because the church was the government. Yeah, yeah. So you'll die for the church. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, the church has been replaced by countries. Yeah, yeah. They would the priests would tell them like, oh, if you die for us, you're you're going straight to heaven. We've blessed you. Yeah, it's like, a win win. Yeah, yeah. You're getting a first class ticket <laughs> Until to you heaven. Get stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Do would you rather be in war back then in the medieval times or now? I feel like back then would be way scarier. Because now at least you're just like, oh, what's that? Boom. Blown up, right? Uh, back, it's all luck. Yeah, I think but back then, back then you're like fucking. The odds of you dying slowly are a lot higher. Yeah. But hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat. Yeah, or a knight will just show up and fucking whack you. Got, like A knight could fuck up like 30 people. Yeah. A horse just. Oh. Just coming up like. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to get cut with a sword. Oh yeah, that'd be brutal. A sword, but sucks. also getting hit by a full metal jacket bullet in a, in, in the desert. Not great either. It's gonna Both blow options. up all your organs and just feel like yeah, heartburn. <laughs> it's like oh fuck, I'm 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 dead. Yeah, but dude, either way, like you know what's you know what I've also thought about. This is gonna sound really crazy. Don't call the police on me for this. But um, I if you get over the fear of a slow death, you can you basically are invincible. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> like if you <laughs> No, I don't. If you don't fear some people don't fear death. Yeah. Like I don't fear death. You I don't, don't fear I, death at all? I don't have regret. I don't live with regret. You don't fear death one bit. 
No, if someone came in here and said, I'm going to kill you, I'd be like, all right, well, I, I tried my best to what I was going to do. Bullshit. I would beg for my life. Of course I'd beg yeah. for my life. <laughs> but I'm not. So then you do fear death. If you no, I, I value my life. But if, if, he's, if I know he's going to kill me, yeah. I'm not going to like, if it's a done deal, it's a done deal. You and know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. I'm not going to have shoulda, couldas. On my death. Our first thing on the Patreon when we ever get a Patreon is I'm going to hire someone to fake to fake like rob you and it's like I'm gonna kill you just to see your reaction and prove you wrong. Oh yeah, let's have that as the last tier. A thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you get to kill Sean. No, not kill you. It's you not get- to kill you. It's to like do a fake robbery where he says I'm going to kill you and when he yeah. pulls the trigger, a little flag comes out and it says bang. Boo! Just to see you, like just to see your pick because I think you would fucking lose it. I would lose it. I'm saying most people would lose it, even if you're not scared. Of de- I think everybody's scared of death. That's but what that that's the fear of dying. That's the fear of getting killed. Not and that's my point is that I don't fear not living. But I do fear dying in pain. But if that's what dude, that's what American soldiers overcome. Yeah, they overcome the any they don't they're fearless. They, they fuck. They they like are like I I'm like they have already accepted the. I would fact. say even suicide bombers. I would say suicide bombers are almost <laughs> braver than most soldiers, because suicide yeah. bombers go or in stupid. With, no, no no no. I'm just saying when it comes to like like oh, to the yeah. fear of death. Yeah, they're even more fearless than a regular soldier because a suicide bomber, a soldier's mission is still. To make it out alive. Right. Where a suicide <laughs> bomber's mission is, hey, I'm not making it. No. Yeah, dude. That's true. You're you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die. Your goal is like, I am the bomb. Oh man, I could never imagine doing that. Being a suicide bomber. Getting in a plane, smoking some meth. You think they smoke meth? Yeah, they yeah. You never heard that before? No. Dude, like Hiroshima or not no God, not the fucking Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Hiroshima. <laughs> Yeah, they give the nuke meth. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the Pearl Harbor, they would inject the guys with methamphetamine. Really? Yes. Because when you're in the plane, you're going to die, and you know you're going to die. A lot of those guys, I mean, a lot of them pussy out. But if you hit them with some meth and fe- some amphetamines, juice them up a little bit, they're going to be good to go. Wow, yeah, mind-altering drug. What do they... They give them amphetamines, right? They called it the wonder drug. Amphetamines were... uh, Yeah. It's wild, right? I mean... Wow. With the possible... uh, Opium during opium wards, no drug has ever received a bigger stimulus from armed conflict. World War II... Probably gave the greatest uh, date to legal abuse of the pills on a worldwide scale. Speed. Holy shit. What? They called it speed culture. Speed culture? Whether in the air or in the trenches, the war enabled the rapid the rapid pro, prolif, proliferation of synthetic stimulant that was uh, practically well-suited in sleepless work Intense concentration. Amphetamines, often called pet pills, go pills, uppers, or speeds, are a group of synthetic drugs that stimulate 
the central nervous system, reducing fatigue and appetite. Jesus Methamphetamine Christ. Methamphetamine is uh, particularly potent. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, so they would just pump up the soldiers with methamphetamines. Yep. I get it. You saw the, you know Hitler was on meth too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a video. I don't know if it was fake. I think it was Joe, going around. Joe Biden's probably on meth too. Dude, I mean, he's on Adderall for sure or something. That's crazy that they just give soldiers meth. Is it though? I mean, we're throwing them away. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I don't think that we shouldn't have an army. But uh, it's just like, I don't want to be a fuck. I'm, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. You know, what like, would you do if uh, the U.S. started like a draft? Would you join the draft? No. No? I would probably try to kill the president. Jeez. Start a draft. Really? Don't say if, that. That's also that's a very aggressive thing <laughs> to say. Yeah. The president of my Magic the Gathering Club. Thank you. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, NSA. Suck my dick. <laughs> you say things where I know everybody thinks it's like comedic, but like just know like the things you say could get us in trouble. Misconstrued. Yeah, misconstrued. If the FBI shuts down our podcast, we're going to be huge. Yeah. In jail. In jail. You will. My I'll asshole say, will be I'll huge. I'll say he forced me. <laughs> he forced me to do the podcast with him. I'm not. Dude, I'll do like a, a Breaking Bad uh, finale where I'm like, Tony, you keep doing this fucking podcast with me or you're next. You'll end up just like Hank. So would you join a draft? Well, I mean, it's not optional. Oh, like if I got drafted, I would run immediately. You would run? Yeah. I think Tony, I, I don't pay my credit cr- creditors. Yeah. Of course, I'm not going to. Yeah, but this country is fucked. You- Why would I fight for a country? Like America. Why? What's a country you would fight for? No country. <laughs> all, all governments are inherently corrupt yeah. and they cannot. All humans will. Humans are corruptive beings. You know, you could just say you're a pussy. I'm not a pussy, though. I would die for a lot of things. I'd so die what, for comedy. What, what would you fight for? What would you go to war for? If. You would, there t- was, no, you no, would no. die for comedy? Dude, comedy, I love comedy. Comedy's not that important. Are you someone kidding me? came up to me and was like with a bazooka <laughs> and said, I'm going to blow you to shreds. I'm going to blow you to shreds or you got to give up comedy. I would be like, well, I guess I'm not doing comedy anymore. <laughs> You'd be like, can I do one more show? <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I would ask for one more show, a goodbye set, and then it would be done. If like a guy was and just following go, me around <laughs> with a bazooka and he's like, yeah, man. This is my life goal is to make you quit comedy. Here's a bazooka. I'm, I'll blow you to shreds if you continue comedy. I'd be like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going into drama TV writing. Like, I would stop. <laughs> Comedy's not worth dying for. I don't know. I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm saying all this stuff and everyone thinks I'm full of shit. But, like, I have a singular passion for this. And I would die for it. What is there? Life is empty without it. Like, it's truly, you know, that's, a passion, that's what a passion is. You know? Yeah. But you wouldn't die for your fellow American. My fellow American? No. no. I wouldn't die for my <laughs> fellow American. <laughs> Who the fuck are they? Get the fuck out of here. My fellow American. I wouldn't, just FYI, I wouldn't join the draft. 
Okay. So we're on the same page. But also, I feel like if me and you got drafted, they wouldn't send us to the front line, Tron. Me, I'm an overweight, asthmatic person. And you, you're bony. We would literally, we would get like fucking pencil pusher jobs. I mean, Tony, I, I have a degree. They, they I don't would think throw you in NASA. They would throw I, you in NASA. You wouldn't even be anywhere near the war. They would throw you in some factory. I would be. I mean, if I if I would be dra- if I would get drafted, I'm climbing the ranks, dude. I, I'm I'm going to be the Secretary of Defense if I'm going to be drafted. I don't think that's not. I don't think that would work. Yeah, Tony, I have a degree in killing people with bombs. Yeah, I have a degree in building bombs. Powerful bombs that go fast. So if you got drafted, you wouldn't join to help your career? Bring back your original passion? <laughs> My true, true passion. <laughs> your true, true passion. The one that lies underneath the yeah. lies. <laughs> you want to kill, don't you? <laughs> don't you want to kill? I'm just saying, this is first off, this is a dark <laughs> episode. There's something Sean there's something in Sean's coffee today. But like This is who I am. <laughs> Because I think I think drafts are bad too, and I think most wars are inherently bad. But would you flee the country? If my options are join the war, get arrested, mm-hmm. flee or flee the country, uh, I yeah, I'd leave. I definitely leave the country. I I go to like Northern Europe, or I go to I don't know. I'd buy some Bitcoin and make my own country. <laughs> yeah, we Just can like make our o- own country outside of Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I go. I go to the Chaz shop. <laughs> yeah. I go to the. Ch- I'd make a Sean shop, something like that. <laughs> in my own country, <laughs> and then I would draft a bunch of guys underneath me. <laughs> I would say, "Do you think? Do you think World War Three is going to happen?" Yeah, I you do. Think so, I think we're going to have a recession that's going to spiral into a depression. Yeah, uh, and people are going to get fed up and they're going to revolt. Uh, and I think that's going to lead to a global conflict. It's going to. Could be nuclear. <laughs> Very positive today. I don't know. It's it's a it's a uh, you look at you look at history. It is weird. It is weird how it feels like it feels like a lot of countries won a, a war. Well, you know why a lot of countries are poor, and no one likes to be poor. And war so makes you rich. War makes you rich. Or and you can get land and resources, and and then yeah, now you have more territory and more more can money. Can we just tell Russia to stop? Just go <laughs> stop it, buddy. Stop, please. Yeah, can we like? <laughs> can't we do that? Do we have to go to? Because a World War Three kind of like would suck. We, I mean, wouldn't a World War Three suck? It wouldn't be great. I it would mean, be it would suck. It would suck. It would suck. But like, I mean, it wouldn't. World war is good for the economy, and like by and large, if we're not drafted, it's like it's a lot of people would die. Yeah, but a lot of people already die. So it's like, is it really? Is it at a certain point? It's like a million versus two million versus three. Yeah, but I also don't want a war to go on because war is it's. The pictures you Tony, see. The, it's, the, the war isn't bad if you don't read the news. Just don't read the news. That's true. It's, and honestly, nothing. The one good thing about war are the movies that come out during and oh, after the oh, war. Oh, yeah. Documentary. I Documentaries, mean. movies. I watched The Imitation Game. Great movie. Is that, a, is that about World uh, War II? It's about Alan Turing. 
Oh, the computer guy? Mm-hmm. And how he basically, he ended World War II single-handedly two, two years early. How? He, uh, so there was a machine that the Germans built that uh, they would send all their messages, right? It, it would encrypt. It would oh, I've encrypt heard about all this. their messages. Uh-huh. And they would change it every 24 hours at midnight. Yeah. And it was like they, they try to get like uh they try to get like people to solve them, but they can never solve the messages in time. So he built a computer, a machine that could encrypt the message. Or decrypt it? Or decrypt the message. Uh-huh. And then they knew step by step what the German army was gonna do. But the crazy thing is after they de- decrypted the messages, they had to hold it a secret that they can decrypt it because you can't they can't be like, they can't stop every attack because if they stop every attack, the Germans are going to realize, oh, they can decrypt our messages. That's crazy. So they would literally have to look at a scenario and be like, no, we have to let the Germans kill this civilian boat because. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, oh to like not let them know, let them in on the fact that like that they know. they're predicting everything. Yeah. So they would literally have to. No fucking way. They would way. have to mathematically. Decide, oh, this is an attack we should stop because this attack will lead to us winning this next battle. So and it will minimize lo- loss of life. Yeah, and they say h- him single-handedly bil- building that machine saved 14 million lives. Holy shit. And the crazy thing is, he was gay. And in England during that time, which is, this is the crazy thing is, like, we look at, like, England and America as heroes during that time, but they had some fucked up laws and did some fucked up thing to their own people where in England being gay was like, tr- it was terrible, like yeah. prison. But, uh, so he got found out for being gay after the war, like a few years after the war. And they told him, the judge said, you can either go to jail or you have to go on this intense hormone treatment. And the, the intense hormone treatment caused him to go blind, caused him to like get like po- poison, basically poison him. And then he took his own life. He killed himself. Yeah. A lot of mathematicians kill themselves. No, no, no. But, was but that was because of the government. The, yeah, because the pills were like Jesus killing him. So he just wow. he couldn't live. He could he could barely like think straight because of the medicine. Quote unquote medicine. Yeah, Medi- yeah quote unquote. That's but like it's fuck, crazy. Dude. It's crazy. He single handedly won insane. the war through a computer. And you want to know the message that won the war? What was there was one laid there was one soldier that was sending. Like a love letter to a girl, and he would always end it with "I love you, hail Hitler." <laughs> no, I shit you not. Wow, I love you, hail Hitler. So they instantly, because when they first built the machines, even the computer couldn't solve it in time. They couldn't; it couldn't decode it. Yeah. But now they have oh a key, a key. I love you and hail Hitler on every message, so they can. Put, they would get all those letters. Yeah, and it went from whoa. Yeah, it would. It went from them being able to solve it, like like, it would take the machine ten to twelve hours to solve it to like in minutes. Damn, because hail Hitler, you get two H's. You know yeah. what H is? Hail Hitler, you get I. Yeah, and I love you. I love you. You get a lot of letters. Yeah. L. L. That's crazy that. Because it was like, literally a message like that. That damn. message kind of, they could program the machine. Yeah, because a good encryption would change H the H's depending on the placement. It would change the H's to different things. Yeah. So, but like, the fact that like the "I love you, hell Hitler," you get two instances of the same letter. Yeah. Like changed the game. 
Yeah. Good thing that guy ended his messages like that. No, it's crazy. It's like, it was crazy. Like wow. one of the scientists. It's the impossible something. Isn't it called the impossible machine? Yeah. The imp- uh, or the impossible. Let's, uh, let's see. Like the German. I think it was called the impossible German machine. Encryption. Machine. WW2. The Enigma machine. Oh, the the Enigma yeah. machine. I re- that's just it's very cool. No, it's the way the, they like built it, it. One of the scientists that worked on the program to build the machine to uh to hack it the the coding right. Yeah. He literally, they knew, like they knew his brother's boat was gonna be attacked, and they literally had to let the attack happen. And he he knew his brother was gonna die the next day. That's so fucking crazy. And he dude. had to let it happen. Dude, and see, that that is what's fucked up. I mean, like. But it's crazy. You, but the thing is, he was right because it was Alan Turing's idea to say, like, we can't we can't just let it, every attack stop because literally it would it would lose the war for everyone else. Hillary would have still won. They would have just changed. They right. would have changed it's the a machine. Lose, it's a lose lose. So they solved it. And then they had to. I can like stay hidden that they solved it. But like the Battle of the Bulge, all these big battles were won because of that machine. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah and Turing also made the uh the Turing test, right? Turing test, yeah, For, yeah. For like robot sentience. That's he the test he made was uh that's how they got the group of people to work on this machine. He put out this test into the, the, the British newspaper. And he said, oh. if, if you solve this puzzle in under like 10 minutes, let us know. And uh, you have the potential of getting a, a really cool job. And then people would submit their answers. And then they invited them to take a test in, in class. And yeah. that's how he hired two of his scientists. He was just like, I'm on so many goddamn hormones and I need your help. No, this was before he was on. on oh, okay. But he was a, uh, yeah, just, he was a, he was a very, he was a severely autistic man. Very uh, interesting character. Yeah. But like, yeah, without him, we wouldn't have the computer. He kind of invented the, the computer. Dude, it's, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of mathematicians are like that. Yeah. These like science types, they like, I did like a history of math class. Yeah. And this one guy, um, his name was, uh, I might have told you this before, um, about this guy named Galois. We were Gal- outside uh, the Hilton. We were Gal- outside that show. I was talking about, that's what I was talking about with those people outside the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy, Galois, I don't know his first, Francois something, Galois. Um, but like he was basically like um, made this whole new, whole type of math called Galois theory named after him. But he like killed him. He like died at twenty five. Jesus. Like died in a duel at twenty five. In a duel? Yeah, I think he like a duel, or he killed himself. Dude, that's why I'm 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 kind of glad we live. But in he was a- so smart. He made a whole. He wrote down like a new theory of math that brought, br- like basically brought together like abstract algebra and geometry. Yeah. And merged them with like like a new way to think a new structure, and then he was twenty five. Think about what we would have if he lived eighty years. He fucking died. In a it's duel. Crazy. Hey, or something like that. I'm kinda happy. I'm kinda happy <laughs> that but duels did happen. Yeah. That's how people ended their conflicts. 
Like, if me and you got in an argument about the podcast, I'd be like, hey, fucking meet me in the streets at noon. High noon. Yeah, at high noon. And we would just shoot it out. But most duels were like, um, before, like, we, we would get out there, right? And they'd be like, hey, I'm, I want to shoot my gun in the air. I hope you do the same. I don't want to die today. <laughs> and then, when did When did duels become illegal? I can't believe they were legal. When do you think duels became illegal? 2012. (laughs) (laughs) I did one yesterday, Tony. I don't know if it was legal. When? Okay, let me actually guess. Uh, 1894. Oh, close. Okay, so 1859, 18 states had outlawed dueling by 59, 1859. It was still often practiced in the South and the West. Of course. (laughs) For another like 30 years. Well, I mean, what do you have? There's no courts. It was really a matter of practicality. Because like, what do you have? There's no court systems out there. What are you going to do if like someone fucks your girlfriend or like, or someone steals your lamb? If someone fucks your girlfriend, you still don't go to court. (laughs) Sean, let's say someone someone fucked your girlfriend. They don't go. I'll take you to court. <laughs> you don't go to court for something like that. Sir, you've been you've been served. Mr. Riley, you've been served. In a way, dueling still kind of happened, though. It's like a modern day dueling, like fist fights. Yeah. Fist fights are kind of dueling. No, but the duel is more, it's a, it's a set date in the future. Yeah. It's more formal than a, a fist and fight is. Formal. And if you were, if you dueled in one, there was no crime against you, right? I think like, yeah, I think you could kill someone. Yeah. And then someone, their family member will be like, I'm going to duel you. No, if you kill the guy, there, you couldn't duel your way out of a Let's, murder. I, I want to see. I want to see. How? I think it was a, for like debt. Like if you owed some guy money. Take place. Because I'm interested. Because like, let's say you told me you wanted a duel. Could I go? No, thank you. Like, if you go, no, du- thank you. I get to shoot you. That's actually. The rules are for a duel with guns. The most uh, commonly used weapons. Or simple. The men stood across from each other. Okay. How did a duel start? Duels were meant to reduce violence. (laughs) By circumventing, killing passions of vengeance and replacing them. Oh, okay, yeah. So instead of me plotting to kill you, we get a fair fight. The first duel was in 1621. Okay, but I mean, before America, there were no laws at all out here anyway. Oh, shit. So to receive a challenge to a duel was actually a confirmation by the person issuing the challenge that they considered you a gentleman. Oh, okay. If they had not, they probably would have just attacked you with a whip or a cane. So in a way, they said, (laughs) hey, if you don't accept this duel, you're a pussy. Can you refuse duels? The first rule of dueling was that a challenge to a duel between two gentlemen could not generally be refused what? without the loss of a face or honor. If a gentleman invited a man to a duel and he refused, he might place a notice in the paper denouncing the man as a... <laughs> <laughs> as a poltroon or refusing to give satisfaction in the dispute. <laughs> A so, what? A poltroon? Mm-hmm. P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N. Poltroon? I've never heard that word before. Crazy. That's <laughs> funny. If you told me 
Like, hey, we're going to fucking duel. And I go, no, thank you. You could run to the paper and be like, see this boy? He a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. But a lot of people, I bet you would say yes. So you don't. Because back then, honor was everything you had. Yeah. You don't challenge someone to a duel lightly. That's like a big deal if you challenge someone to a duel. How many duels? Let's see. How many duels? Would take place. I bet you they took place a lot. I don't know. Do you think people come out? They come out to watch the duels. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go back to duels. Can we go back to dueling? Oh, sh- okay. You're right. In England, between 1760 and 1820, there were 172 172 known duels in England. And very likely more kept secret. Okay. And 69 of the 172 were fatalities. Dude, could you imagine like you're in Europe and you're like, did you hear about Charles? <laughs> yeah, I had a duel. <laughs> Head blown off. Head blown. But dude. Tea, uh, drinking your tea. <laughs> you hear about uh, Charles? Imagine, um, imagine the stress. Like a Monday and you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta go duel today. <laughs> And then if you win the duel, you're just like, ah, oh, shit, I still got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, man, I got a, got a duel today. I got a, I don't even know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even own a gun. <laughs> I got to get a gun. I, then I got to go learn how to shoot and then I got a duel. Dude, it's all just like alpha male posturing. Yeah. A lot of duels were just like, they would shoot and miss on purpose or whatever. So what is, uh, what is something... What would what would what is something that ha- would have to happen to you, to 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 ask someone to duel you? Like, what would uh, I have to do to you for you to be like, I would like to duel? Uh, if I found out, you know, through the grapevine that like you were, you know, drinking my coffee or something like that, or like. Cut me off on the highway. Cut me. Or, <laughs> you, so or, you, would, you would just be dueling people fucking two, three times a week. Yeah, I would be dueling. I would be. <laughs> no, no, no. I would be. Ch- See, the thing is, no one really. If you challenge people to a lot of duels, more people are going to say no. And then but you get to run, is, run slander the about is, Sean, them in the paper. If, if, yeah. But if also, you're challenging the, new, a lot of people, the newspaper. What an old school thing to do. He ran a story about me in the papers. Okay. <laughs> Who reads the fucking paper? Also, the New York Times isn't going to pick up a story, but okay, a duel. Okay, let's modernize it. If you say no to a duel, you instantly get canceled. Ooh, that's okay. That's tough. Instantly. They just, yeah. You hear about Kanye West? Bitch. He's a little bitch. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. Dude, Pete Davidson and Kanye West should duel. Bring back They duel. should have a duel. No. It would help out. It would help. Well, how would it help? Because you know Kim would marry the winner. Oh, like yeah. she would be oh, like, yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> it <laughs> That's just who she is. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. And Pete would be like, what? Pete would I be love like, you. I, love- <laughs> I thought we were going to live a life together. <laughs> mm, no one's ever wanted to duel over me. So I'll allow it. <laughs> mm, I did spend all that time with Kanye and then betray him. <laughs> When he was going through mental issues, now I fuck a comedian. That is great. That would be 
honestly, that would be probably the biggest thing on television ever in the history of television. A Kanye West Pete Davidson duel. duel. Oh my God. I would watch live from Madison that. Square Garden. <laughs> da, da, da. Opening at opening at Chris Rock versus Will Smith. Sean, <laughs> 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 sure, we're here for the Kanye West Pete Davidson <laughs> duel. Who do you think's going to win today? Well, you know, Kanye's got that arm. You can't go wrong with the arm. You see Kanye swings. Well, you know what, uh, Pete? What do you think, Tony? You think Pete's got a chance here? No, I think, I think, honestly, yeah, Pete's got a huge cock, probably. And he, <laughs> he probably knows how to shoot that thing on Kim's forehead. So I'm pretty sure put a pistol in his hand, he's a good shot, too. So, yeah, I'm going, my money's on Pete Davidson. Well, we'll see here tonight at the uh, AT&T Duel 2022. <laughs> Pete West Duel. The Pete West Duel. Sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> a cool, refreshing taste. Dude, that And they be... both blow each other's brains out. Oh, Dude, if they brought back like Coliseum Fighting Tools, the sponsorships would be off the chain. Oh my God, dude. Fortnite. The Lion Fight is sponsored by Delta. <laughs> Delta, we fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it would literally, dude, if, if you could sponsor war... People would sponsor. It kind of. I mean, is. I own shares in Palantir. I spawn. I actively sponsor <laughs> war. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if if they live streamed war and made it a TV show, these companies would buy ads for it. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I would watch that. I already watch. <laughs> Not in like a gross way. Just you didn't in, watch war. I've we've all I've seen war. No, you you know, I know a guy that was in the Marines for 25 years. He wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Man, the, uh, wow, this was a violent episode. This is a very strange, <laughs> and we apologize. We're, this is, it was different. We talked about different subjects. Yeah. Wasn't there a new story you wanted to? We're almost at an hour. I'll, I'll yeah. save it for next week. Oh, I, our kid's camera died a little just now. Oh, it did? Yeah. All right. Well, Sorry about that. We'll sign we'll, up. We'll, we'll just be on Tony's pretty face for the last 10 minutes. Last minute or so. But, yeah. Um, no. This one's still going? Yeah, this All one's right. still going. Just watch the audio. Listen just to the audio. audio. It's fine. Sean, if you're watching it, it's like, if you're, if you're honestly, watching, I mean, do no, you really keep, have a life keep, going on if you're watching? Sean, shut up. Okay. Keep watching. <laughs> and if you're wondering, what is Sean doing right now? He has a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the camera didn't die. Tony turned it off because yeah. he's about to call the police once yeah. we get off the air. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're fucking doing pretty well. We're thankful. Some downloads. We're thankful for y'all. Sorry, this was this this was kind of a bleak episode. But we, I don't know. It's a bleak week. It is kind of. Why is it a bleak? Roe week? v. Wade. Do you see they're protesting? Yeah, <laughs> oh, we don't want to get it. They're protesting outside of Kavanaugh's house. Did you see that? It's not great. Nothing's good. It seems like it seems like every time something good happens, like we're like, ah, oh, fuck, we just got done with COVID. It seems like COVID is now over. The we don't have to wear masks on planes. Right. And they're just like, abortions are no longer available. And it's just like, why? Could, why? Yeah, like a like a senator's like in your room, like, hey, that jizz, you can't. Sorry. He blows a whistle. Yeah, it's just like, can we just do one thing at a time? Could we like, we just beat COVID. Could we yeah. just let abortions go on for three, four more years, and then we'll talk about it? Like, is it like, 
right now? There's a world war possibly about to go on, and really, abortions are the number one thing? I can't wait. It's going to be a good decade. It's going to be a good decade. It's not good. It's going to be the roaring 20s. I have... You want to hear... Before we go, you want to hear my thing, how to solve the abortion thing? Okay. If you're so anti-abortion, right? So anti-abortion. This is how I, I think we fix it. We make abortions legal. But at any point, and you have to wear a badge. You have to wear a badge wherever you go that says, I hate abortions. Okay. At any point, if a parent wants to go, I don't want to deal with my fucking kid anymore. They can just drop it off at your house, and you have to take care of that kid. If something happens to that kid, you're charged with neglect to a child. If you love children that much, at any <laughs> point, so let's say I'm a dad, okay. and my kid's just wreaking havoc at the grocery store, I could just go, hey, Tony Jr., you're fucking living with Brett Kavanaugh now. And I could just pawn him off to Brett Kavanaugh. And then Brett's like, I already have 900 kids. It's like, well, fucking figure it out, Brett. Put him out. He's got this a, is a life. He's got a you wanted, yeah, Put you, him over there. Yeah, you Another wanted one? this life. And you have to take care of him. You have to raise a good kid. And if he doesn't? And if he doesn't, he's charged. That's the char- thing. If yeah. you're so against, if you're so against abortion and you think every life is important, we should just be able to pawn them off to them. And they have to take care of them. And they have to go be good parents. They have to go to all the softball games. They have to grade all their papers. They have to teach them, th- teach them things. They have to be They have A to plus. have the sex talk and be like, look, abortion's bad. Yeah. So if that's my thing. If you're so against abortion, you wear a badge. And at any point, you could get a kid. Because yeah. you love kids so much. <laughs> We're going to give you all the kids. Every kid. You get a kid. Yeah, you, you get, get a kid. kid. Yeah. Because it's like that. Like it's like the George Carlin bit, the famous George Carlin bit, where they're just like, Republicans only care about kids when they're unborn. Once that kid, the unborn, yeah. Once a kid comes out, fuck you. It's true. Yeah. If you really care about kids that much, we should just be able to drop them off at your house. Uh, these, you know, these, these pretentious dicks. So yeah, that's my idea. I mean, I think that's a good practical solution. I mean, I think t- like. More re- more reasonably, we need to address the root cause of all yeah. this pain and all this argumentation about whether whether it's moral or not. Yeah. What we really need to do is get anyone who's Christian or Catholic, put them in a pit, and then we then we then we give them a bunch of. Uh, Floaty toys yeah. that you have in pools. <laughs> then we we turn the spigots on them. We throw water in this pit and fill it with water. And all the all these people are playing in this pool, right? Okay. And then secretly behind a curtain, I strategically placed a volcano next to the pool. Jesus, all right. And then and then I and then the lava gets goes in the pool, and all the Christians are. <laughs> murdered by the uh, volcano. <laughs> That's thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shoot them all with, with my gun. Thank you guys for I listening. I want to do that. Love you Make guys. Make sure to subscribe. And uh, if you're a Christian and Sean's around, don't go to a pool. I am a Christian. I can say <laughs> yeah. that. And by the way, don't bitch about the camera dying. It fucking happens. It happens. Yeah, don't bitch. No one's gonna bitch. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Hit that alert button. Leave us a review. You can follow me at. We Keith. have five reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is awesome. 
you can follow me at Comedian Tony Casillas. I just made a post with my upcoming May shows. I got shows in uh, in Huntington, New York. I'm going to be opening for Trevor Wallace. That's cool. Baltimore, I'm going to be opening for Trevor. And Philadelphia, I'm opening for him. Then I got shows in San Antonio at the Blind Tiger. Nice. I got a couple of... Local shows here in Austin? Yeah, I got a couple of Austin shows uh, at Monk's Jazz and a couple at the Creek in the Cave, so... Come out if you'd like to see me do stand-up. Yeah, and I mean, I'm doing, uh, I'm featuring in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Ooh. So that should be fun. If you live, honestly, come out. I would be surprised if we have any listeners there. Maybe. And then um, I'm doing a bunch of, what else do I have coming up? I'm going to California in June. So I'll look out for those dates if you're listening to California. Going to the Bay Area, San Luis Obispo, San Diego. And then, um, yeah, you know. We don't, <laughs> we don't know how to just we should have ended it earlier yeah, all right thank you. it's over bye, bye. <laughs>